What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. This week, we had NBA action across the whole board. The draft, free agency, trades, all that started happening this week. We got a lot to cover, as well as some NFL stuff, which also had a fantastic weekend as well. I'm Julian Osius. I'm here at Brooklyn. What's up, brother? was popping bro like like you said we we got a lot to cover this episode and everybody's gonna have to follow along pay attention tune in because we're gonna be all over the place like you said we got the draft got free agency things been getting wild so i'm ready to get into it yeah we're gonna be all over the place uh this is more or less like a thoughts episode like we're just gonna kind of say how we're feeling about who got picked up, who went where, the trades and all that. And because um, we don't even know yet. We, we have only, we've only talked about a couple things. So we're there's a lot that we need to actually delve into. Uh, yeah, and every, everything's just been getting thrown at us. It's been hard to keep up with everything, been busy. Just so we, <laughs> we're going to be finding stuff out this episode for ourselves. Yeah, honestly. And be on the lookout because we could very much be getting more signings as this episode goes on. We didn't really get too many last week when everything went live, but here we are. We'll, we'll see what happens. Exactly. So Let's we're going to start with what happened last week just because that's the thing that pretty much kicked off all the NBA nonsense. And that is Chris Paul getting traded from the Oklahoma City Thunder to the Phoenix Suns. So you're adding... The likely Hall of Famer Chris Paul to a very, very young Suns team over there. That was a a half game pretty much out of making the playoffs after going undefeated in the bubble. They trade away Ricky Rubio and a couple other pieces that aren't as important. Kelly Oubre leaves. But how are you feeling about Chris Paul added to this team? I love it. I absolutely love it. You had a really, really good point guard. And especially with what he did with the Thunder, bro where you don't have too many like big pieces a lot of young guys he's perfect for this you add him add him with devin booker bro yeah (laughs) and then they also end up getting jay crowder from miami which is pretty dope and deandre aiden they got a nice little squad there in phoenix yeah i i certainly like it especially getting jay crowder a a pretty slept on move if you ask me um he's kind of like a glue kind of guy great defense can shoot a little bit thanks what Chris Paul did in Oklahoma City this season cannot be understated enough. This was one of the best no. seasons from an individual, not even playing. I think he was their fourth highest scorer in terms of like per game. But just what he brought to that team. He taught them a yeah, whole lot about playing wise, tough defense, but... team offense. He ran an offense really well that didn't even need him running it at one point because it was just a created atmosphere that he made. Facts. And, you know, that was a young team over there that was not supposed to be good at all. Like, I imagine if you're Oklahoma City, you're actually a little mad that your season went so well. But at the same time, you're able to create some trade assets. So now you have a bad team going forward because now Steven Adams is out of there, which we'll talk about in a minute. Chris Paul is out of there. They traded for Kelly Oubre. He's gone. Gallinari's gone. So this is clearly... A tanking team. Schroeder's out of there. Uh, the only guy left is uh, Shai Gillis Alexander, and um, he's a stud. But they're going to need some some young talent, and they're definitely in a good position to get that coming up. And what what Sam Presti has been able to do with these draft picks, man, for the next like seven years, <laughs> it's actually it. Every time they do a trade, it's just the rich get richer. It's crazy, but it the rich get rich, richer, but in investments. They haven't got any upfront money yet. Just oh, all yeah. investments. It's all, all just stocks. like here's some stocks and some and some uh, startups in the valley that might work, and you know, mm-hmm. just just keep them in your back pocket and then pull them out in a couple years and see if they double. <laughs> so or they're, you know, they went under, and that's more likely for most of them. To yeah, be more there. often than not, they're usually going under. But hey, you you got a lot of places to hit on. So yeah. and even if they move a lot of pieces, shout out to the Thunder and Sam Presti. And the one cool thing, we're not gonna harp on the Thunder too long, but since Gillis Alexander's the only guy that they plan on keeping, I would imagine long term, they're just whoever's best available. Bring them in. Don't care who you are. Like 
what position, don't care. We like you and we think you're the best guy here. Let's go. So that's Facts. really that's really nice having that flexibility. And um, since since we're going from the Thunder and we talked about Steven Adams, let, let's dive in on that. Steven Adams gets traded to New Orleans, bro. So let me tell you, all these set potential six, seven, eight, nine seeds in the West are all trying to make some moves here, clearly. And the um, the Pelicans are one of those teams. They kind of just needed a true big man to be actually mm-hmm. good last season. They didn't really have one. They go out, they trade for Steven Adams, who I think is a very, very underappreciated guy in this league. Tremendous on defense, high percentage shooter in the paint. He's not going to take outside shots, which is the only downside to him, in my opinion. But when you have all other four positions that can shoot the ball well, when you look at guys like Brandon Ingram, if he resigns, which still has not happened yet, but he likely will resign in Yeah, you, New you could imagine he's coming back. And then, like, Zion's a pretty good shooter at this point. Josh Hart, all those young uh, point guards that they have, like Lonzo, who's getting the shot better, but who knows if it'll actually ever be good. Um, but, uh, yeah, Lonzo Pelican- did improve a lot last year. Yeah, he definitely had his best season so far. It, it's taken four years, and we don't know how much better he's going to get based off of last season. But we're not giving up. Hey, you got to keep yet. on going. But when you got Zion on one side, and then if Brandon Ingram comes back, you got him on the other. Lonzo's a passer. Lonzo's there to gel the team and make stuff happen. Well, and you see and how well you got Steven two Adams playmakers played. right next to you. Yeah. Well, three now. You got Stephen Adams too. So exactly. And you see how well Stephen Adams played with a true point guard like Chris Paul. So exactly. We'll see how so I really think Lonzo's going to strive if he's able to be that. If if you put the ball in Lonzo's hands and make him get to the basket, create his own shot, and pull up, he he's not going to be what you want him to be. But you let him facilitate and then pull up when he needs to. Well, I like it. Yeah, I like it. It, it does suck because we've been saying this for a long time. But you know, it, it's not over yet. He, this the verdict is still out on Lonzo. Yeah, he he's still young. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, he's super young. Still young. So I don't I don't know if I expect a lot from the Pelicans next year unless we're seeing like a big improvement out of Zion and maybe at like one of those other guys, like I said, Josh Hart or Lonzo. Um, but I, I'm not expecting a whole lot. Maybe an eight seed, or if the expen- expanded playoffs is still a thing, maybe they vie for one it, of those it spots. It is. They're doing seven to ten in both the uh, conferences. Gotcha. So they're probably going to slip into one of those, probably like the nine or the ten, in my opinion. But it's still an interesting lower seed for sure. Yeah. Um, Phoenix is going to be right around there too. I think Phoenix is actually going to be a little bit better. I think they'll probably be like a seven-ish area. Still bottom half, but somewhere in that mix um another team that got an okc player that this is just unfair at this point it feels like the los angeles lakers they go out and they trade for dennis schroeder who had a breakout season last year that we've expected from schroeder from his his atlanta days and he's always shown that he has it he's as fast as they come um, great at dribbling the ball. Just the shot has been inconsistent, and sometimes he was a turnover prone. He fixed those up a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and credit Chris Paul for that again. And, <laughs> I mean, honestly, right? Yeah, and yeah then you're not wrong. You add an actual guard to the Lakers who did not have a true guard all season. Their best guard was Rondo's best day or Caruso's best day, like whoever you were getting then, which is yeah. – not really what you expect out of a championship caliber team, and they won by like a healthy margin. I think they only lost like five games in the playoffs. So they Something get an like upgrade that. at point guard. They lose Rondo, whatever. They upgrade at power forward. They lose uh, Dwight Howard, who played spotty minutes here and there. They lose JaVale McGee. They go get Montrez Harrell, who's arguably the best power forward in, in the sport right now, like a true power forward. They go out and get Jordan Bell, who's a nice bench piece, and he's a championship guy with the Warriors. And they go out and they trade for Mark Gasol, another championship guy, another Hall of Famer to add to the. And then after getting rid of Danny Green, you go get Wesley Matthews too. It, it feels every position they lost, they got an upgrade at. Yeah, they they got better across the board. And that's really really scary because this team, 
at the end and to- like when the playoffs started, were just clearly the best team like left. Yeah. And now you upgrade every position. Now the only thing that's going to be left is like a chemistry issue. But these guys they got are not chemistry problems at all. They actually lost all the quote unquote cancers. I'm not calling them that, but that's what they've been known for coming into this project the Lakers had. Dwight Howard, does he going to fit? Rondo, is he going to fit? J.R. Smith, JaVale McGee, they're all kind of like personality guys. Where now you just get Montrez Harrell, who's a hard-nosed worker. Marcus Gasol, who is just a leader. Like, he's not going to ruffle too many feathers. He's just a leader. He's going to ball. <laughs> just feed him. He's going to ball. I'm, I'm a little scared that this Lakers team, as it stands, with no injuries, obviously injuries happen, could be one of the best teams of all time. I'm a little scared of that. <sighs> they, they got the talent, man. Because they just really resemble what the Clippers kind of looked like coming into last season, where now they're just a complete team. Yeah. I mean, you and, could and use, that was you the question mark with the Lakers is all these open holes that needed to be filled. And they made mm-hmm. it work. They made it work. But now it's not like you're filling it with just like key role players. You're you're filling it with names, with people with pedigree. Yeah. And they all do. They all have pedigree to an extent. I mean, yeah. Defensive player of the year and Montrez. Two champions with Jordan Bell and Gasol. Like, these are guys. These are some dogs. And now Gasol has a chance to follow his brother. So, yeah, cool. win one with the same team. Kind of cool over there. Um, I think Pretty it's cool. also really slept on. Mark, Mark Gasol's had a very, very slept on career. And um, I think being part of this team and potentially winning his second championship. Uh, will really actually put him into that Hall of Fame discussion. Like, I think he probably deserves to at least be in. Yeah. So, I'm I'm happy for him about that, too. Uh, but, he does, but he does leave our Tampa Raptors, and that is a little... That is some sad news. <laughs> we, yeah. Which, and that yeah, happened. Let, let, let's too. get into that real yeah. quick for uh, people who might not know yet. The Raptors, obviously, uh, the NBA... Players can't travel to Canada because of COVID COVID protocols. Well, Raptors can't play in Canada no more, so they're coming to the Bay. Tampa, the Tampa Bay. Bay. They, they come where it's sunny. They want to get out of the snow, want to get out of the cold weather. Coming to sunny Florida for a couple of months. Nice little work vacation. Yeah, and this is definitely a really interesting move because we've we've heard a lot in recent years about the NBA expanding to Vegas and getting another team there. This would likely be if this works out. I mean, it's really going to be hard to tell if it works out because we don't know if they're going to allow st- fans in the stands. If they do, how many? It's going to be really tough to judge the actual thirst for a team in Tampa this season. But if it is deemed successful, you would have to assume that this would be the counterpart to that Vegas team. And whether it's Vegas or Seattle, whatever it may be, the if the market is there, expect within the next like five years something to start making traction. Yeah, and if this is successful enough, I would imagine a little bit sooner actually, just because more teams is better, right? Like the NBA could absolutely afford to add two more teams. Oh yeah, especially with markets like that, Seattle is gonna love having a basketball team again. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like Tampa would embrace it a lot. Like, look at how Tampa embraced hockey. Yeah. It, so, I especially with all the New Yorkers moving down to Florida and Tampa, like, it, it's a wrap. It's a yeah, wrap. Absolutely. And even if they don't really allow fans in the stands, you see the way, uh, I think it's called Jurassic Park, whatever uh, the area is outside of um, the Raptor Stadium. Well, you got that same type of area with Thunder Alley at Amelie if they're going to play there. Yeah. So you could still gauge the type of reaction and the Activity. welcoming to a, a team that way. So it'll be cool. Yeah, it, do, it is a little unfortunate that, again, the Raptors do lose Marc Gasol. They do lose Serge Ibaka. Obviously, Kawhi is not there anymore. So they are going to be a little... I don't know, understaffed, I guess. They're not going to have any big men over there. Sort of... Yeah. They're going to have to figure something out to stay as that two seed that they were this year. 
and they did struggle in the playoffs this year as well. So it might be on the downhill for the Raptors. I know they kind of did a re a retooling recently. Fred Van Fleet resigns. He got a he got a big time contract over there as he deserved. Four years, eighty five mil. Yeah, he 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 earned that for sure. He's played oh, out of his mind the last couple of years, and in that absolutely in that finals, he was very very valuable. So Fred got got paid. Uh, Serge Ibaka goes over to the Clippers. That's the only move that the Clippers have made. So they have not been able to keep footing with the Lakers in this free agent trade market so far. Um, and I don't think they made any key draft moves either, which is no, not really. And we're not. Super and Ibaka talking ends up about... going to them for uh, two years, nineteen M's. So yeah, uh, we're not talking a whole lot about the draft just because. There really wasn't a whole lot to be said so far. Like the the only names that I'm super interested to see are James Wiseman gets drafted by the Warriors. Um, Would have been a lot cooler had the really bad news about Clay uh, being out for the rest of this year on a torn Achilles not come out in the same day. It would have been yeah, man. way more exciting for at least a second to get James Wiseman. And then the uh, the Thunder or. Yeah, the Thunder trade Kelly Oubre over to the Warriors to kind of help a little bit to mitigate the loss of Clay. Now you're not going to be able to replace Clay Thompson. I don't think anybody in this league can no. besides Steph Curry, and he's already there. And uh, it's going to be really tough for them this season. But I think they're still going to be a good team. They get Steph back. They have Andrew Wiggins. They have Draymond if he's healthy as well who seems to be forgotten about a little bit more these days, but he's still an impact player over there despite oh, the absolutely. So they're going to be good. And if Wiseman is the rookie that I kind of expect him to be, I think he'll be an instant positive for the Warriors. Yeah, instead of the Warriors being a top team in the West like we expected them to be coming into this season, they, they moved to middle of the pack. And, I mean, that's still dangerous with the Warriors. Yeah, you don't want to let a team that's – that's whole thing is shooting the ball well, get hot. Exactly. So, um, I'm I'm not looking at them to maybe win it like I might have been a week ago to win it all, especially with how good the Lakers are looking. But I, I'm not going to count them out yet, especially until I see how Steph plays with Wiggins and Wiseman and how Kelly Oubre fits into that. They they're a very interesting team that we don't really know a whole lot about right now. They are, but I definitely give them the benefit of the doubt because the Warriors definitely are a team that you come to them and you could get better. Yeah. You can get better very quickly because the system and the people that they have around are are going to do that. They're going to put in the work. And when you got Steph Curry as your leader, you're going to shoot the ball better. <laughs> you will. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do. Yeah, another interesting one, LaMelo Ball gets drafted by the Hornets. Uh, They have a really, really young team over there. I don't know how good they are. They go out and they also get Gordon Hayward for a four-year, $120 million deal. Maybe the fleecing of a lifetime by Gordon Hayward, let me tell you that. It's crazy. Gordon Hayward Uh, opts out of, I want to say this was the last year of his deal out in Boston. So he opts out after years of injury. And he didn't really play all all too much last year. And when he did, he wasn't particularly great. And he goes to the one team that he knows love to give out contracts and big boy contracts at that. The Charlotte Hornets, who between Cody Zeller, Terry Rozier, Nicholas Batum, and Gordon Hayward, those are their four key guys. They are giving $90 million a year to those four to not make the playoffs. Like, I love the LaMelo pickup. It's cool. But I I don't see Gordon Hayward being the piece, especially for that type of money, to go alongside LaMelo. Like, Terry Rozier is cool. Cody Zeller, shout out, I guess. But I don't know. It's a lot of money for something that doesn't seem worth it at all right now. But MJ got the money, so <laughs> go go ahead and spend it. Them Jordans are kicking. <laughs> they are kicking. Hey, the, the uniforms are nice, I'll say that. LaMelo looks sick. 
in the new pins, I got to say. Yeah, they, they, he, he does look clean. It, it does look good. I can't lie. I can't And lie. we probably get a versus battle that we just had with Jeezy and Gucci. We might get it with LeVar and uh, MJ, so <laughs> who knows? That To me, that that's the highlight of the Hornet season right there. Will we get the one-on-one tournament with LeVar and MJ? And I need it to happen in the middle of a game against, like, the Lakers. Like, I need it to it's be the on halftime prime show. time on TNT. <laughs> It's gonna I, be the halftime show. I I need, bro. That that would be that funny. would be the most lopsided thing in the history of history. It, I'm here for it. The Hornets play actually the Pelicans. Sure. It would be the second most lopsided thing because if they are playing the Lakers, that will be the most lopsided game, and then they'll bring in the MJ Lavar as the uh, for forget about the Lakers. When the Pelicans play the Hornets, we need a two on two. LeVar and Lonzo against MJ and LaMelo, and Leangelo's in the whole game. LeAngelo's a ref, and that's we need disrespectful. It. But we got to get him involved I mean, somehow, so. Exactly. <laughs> 2v2. So, uh, I need it. Who are you taking? Who am I taking? <laughs> uh you, you I gotta, gotta take, go LaMelo. You just have yeah, to. you gotta take Lamelo and MJ, gotta, bro. And I'm not even going with MJ because of MJ. I'm going with MJ because of Lamelo. Because of Lamelo. <laughs> you gotta take him. Absolutely, so, bro. Absolutely. The Lamelo going to torch them. Torch them. Um, any other draft picks to you that stood out? As we're on that. Um. Obi Toppin was cool. I know yeah. uh, we were talking about that a couple weeks ago. And I feel like it's a really good uh, fit with the Knicks. And the Knicks have been trying to make some moves out here. I know you've been looking. I know you've been happy. Yeah, they've been, like, really interesting small small budget moves that are pretty much trying to acquire dudes that they'll trade again, which I'm not upset mm-hmm. about. Going to get Nerlens Noel for, like, $5 million on a two-year deal, I'm not upset about that. Um. Again, Obi Toppin was was a nice draft pick. He's the guy I wanted if we were even higher in the draft. If we were like the three overall pick, I would have wanted like Lamelo and then him. So yeah, getting him at eight, I was really happy. Facts. But yeah, the, the Knicks have made a, a couple of moves that I'm not mad about. Uh, they've cut a lot of the fat. I know like Bobby Portis is gone. He's over there in in Milwaukee, who we'll talk about right after this. Um. They're still not going to be good by any stretch of the imagination, but we'll see. Do you see them being a play-in tournament team? It would really be on how well Obi Toppin comes out and plays right away, how well R.J. Barrett advances, if Kevin Knox and or Nilakina actually become competent basketball players. And then the continued growth of Mitchell Robinson. It would really just depend yeah, you, on that. You it's can't a lot forget of about the free agent signing of Austin Rivers. I, I didn't forget about it. That's the best guard <laughs> in New York. I could never forget about it. The best guard in New York, Austin Rivers. I said but it. I feel you, though. You know, it, it, it's definitely going to take a lot of things for that to, to work out. And so no doubt. I'm not optimistic about it. But I am optimistic for at least the direction that it seems to be headed. Like, there's some competence where they're not trying to give Gordon Hayward four years $120 million. Like, them not doing that to me was it, It's better bigger. than them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, like, bigger than anything else. Like, them just I, I refusing you. the bad superstars. I, I definitely feel you. So, is it hope? I don't know. It, it, it's something. But, now, like I said, Milwaukee, though. They go out and yeah, they get to, Bobby to a Porter's. team that did also get better. They they, they make some moves. They go out, they get Bobby Portis, helps with depth. Um he's an interesting offensive weapon too. I think they got a little bit worse on a on a defensive end as a whole. But not on the perimeter cuz they go out and they trade apparently in the climate that the NBA is in, Drew Holiday is worth more than Anthony Davis. Man. And so the Bucks trade three first-round picks, George Hill, who is a very solid basketball player and a starter on 90% of rosters, and Eric Bledsoe. I was blanking on his name for a second. Um, 
and Eric Bledsoe, who is exactly the same and like a borderline all-star. They trade two borderline all-stars and bona fide starters and three first-round draft picks for Drew Holiday. And I love Drew Holiday. I have been a Drew Holiday stan for years. I think he's been one of probably the most overlooked player in the league since he's joined New Orleans after that, that really good year he had in Philly. He's the best perimeter defender as a point guard. He's a pure point guard. He can shoot a little bit. I think he makes the Milwaukee Bucks significantly better. Absolutely. But giving Absolutely. up all no that? argument there. Yeah, I, I just can't see him being worth that much. Like, don't get me wrong. He he's dope. He he's everything you just said. Don't get me wrong. But that that's a lot. That's a lot. And for this to not work by any chance would be very bad. Because this is the year to make a run. If you don't make that happen, Giannis got one foot out the door. And you just gave up the whole... You gave the keys away. And if he's gone, you're you're stuck with just a bunch of dudes. Yeah, if Giannis leaves despite everything they just did to try and make this team better. And it sucks too that this Bogdanovich deal wound up not working out. I don't know if they will wind up with him. I know there's some tampering nonsense. I don't really know what happened with that situation. I wish the Bucks did get him because I do think he makes them significantly better. Although I don't think Bogdanovich is as good as we like to think he is. I think he's like a name that we hear. We're like, oh yeah, he's good, right? Right? He He's a shooter though. And having a shooter on your team, especially with this lineup, it would have been Drew, Bogdan, Chris Middleton, uh, Giannis, and then Brooke Lopez. You can make something happen out of that. You definitely can. So, and as of right now, it's looking like uh, Bogdanovich is going to the Hawks on a four-year, $72 million offer sheet, but the Kings got a chance to match that. So, Yeah, and I don't really know if the Kings are trying to win now. I know they re-signed De'Aaron Fox. That's great for them. They seem to be actually functioning like an organization now which is new that is that <laughs> is certainly new for the kings um how well of an organization i'm not sure but they they seem yeah to be it, it's kind of just been like they're there we we see them they got some dope players foxes an animal buddy Hield is pretty cool yeah you know, like, like marvin bagley who knows what's going on with him if he's gonna ever reach his i wouldn't even say peak but just like level of competitiveness to to make something happen yeah but, Bagley's that, yeah that's that's a tough one and like they got Harrison Barnes still so shout out shout out to <laughs> the the future MJ Harrison Barnes yeah Ugh. just a lot of weird stuff going on in Sacramento but if let's say Bogdanovich does go to the Hawks the Hawks made some moves too oh yeah Oh, yeah. If Bogdanovich goes to the Hawks, they get another shooter over there, and they just went and got Danilo Gallinari, who has been an offensive just powerhouse his whole career. He's a 20-per-game guy. And I think that Mm -hmm. gets a little overlooked to have a a guy who can score however he wants like that, but he's not, like, the big name. I think it's really, like, beneficial to kind of have a guy like that, Mm -hmm. especially when Trey Young's the guy running the show. We've known yeah. that they're an athletic team, but they added shooting with him and Bog- potentially Bogdanovich. And they go and get Rondo, who's going to really help Trey Young hunker down on defense on the, Absolutely. Through, through the mentorship. I don't know how much he actually adds to that team for minutes-wise. Sure, he's, he's hey, going to Even coming off the bench, still, yeah. still dope. And then you still got Cam Reddish over there. They end up again Capella last year, which was dope. Yeah, and um, Capella having another year to kind of work yeah, with them. And then really, really fun. I, I like the draft pick they pick up, Oneka Okongwu. I don't know anything about him, honestly. Power forward, lengthy. He, um, another athlete, I imagine. Yeah, believe it or not, he played uh, on Chino Hills with the Ball Boys. That's amazing. Yeah. So... But ju- just more depth on the team, and I mean we we see the depth that they got, especially uh Huter. 
Uh, I, I think yeah. I say his name right. You, I don't know. you butchered it, but yes, him. Yes. Yeah. I don't he, know. He's either. nasty. He's, he, yeah. he's nasty. The Hawks are going to be very shoot. fun. I said it last year. Uh, John Collins is still really good, and he's still learning too. I really yeah, like John this Collins team. is sick, and I really like that. Are they going to be the best in the East? Probably not. No. Nah. Maybe in another year though. But honestly, I, I do see them making the play-in tournament. I think they're going to be higher than that. I think they're going to wind up being like a six seed, five six seed, honestly. Yeah, but it, it's cool that like these low uh, tier teams got something more to play for this year, though. Certainly. So it really adds to the competitiveness all the way through the board. Because yeah, like cause a team that's like a ten seed, just for whatever that normally they would just be out of the question like all right last couple weeks of the season whatever throw it in the bag now you're going to keep on fighting because you got a really good chance to have a chance to get into the playoffs yeah and what does that do i don't know but it's fun for the fans really and Exactly. It's fun for fans and then just gives playoff experience to the young guys and gives them a little more confidence going into the next season. Stuff to build on. Yeah, and that's that's a really good thing to note for future contracts because guys get good contracts if they have experience and they've shown that they can do it in big games. And if you've been a part Mm -hmm. of a bad team that hasn't been able to get you that opportunity to get to big games, you're going to make less money. So even if you get a play-in single game and you drop 35, that's going to be real nice and a real good bargaining chip that, hey, I had one great game in my career when it mattered. <laughs> I mean, honestly. No, I, I feel you. It's just funny. No, it is funny. Like, you got to look. I, it's kind of like the high school though. or like the, the college senior looking back at his sophomore year in high school saying, like, yeah, I dropped like 30. Against, I, like, I took off that one game. What yeah, about the other ones? I, I, I sucked. But I, I took crazy. off that one game. <laughs> but, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel you, though. I really want to see how this play-in tournament works in, like, a real season. I know this is still far from a real season. Like, we're getting a good chunk. We're getting 72 games and all that. But as a collective, with both leagues, I mean, both conferences having it, I think it'll be cool. And I wonder if it's going to be here to stay for the long term. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good question. I have no idea, but, it, I mean, it could be. I mean, it was cool with the Western Conference. It was it was definitely cool. I enjoyed it. But will we get it for uh, both as competitive and how long do we have it for? That, that's to be seen. So we'll see what's up. We'll definitely see what's up. Um, I think that's about all the big stuff that we've kind of seen to this point. Um, one thing I will want to I want to throw in there too. Aaron Baines leaves the Suns and he goes to the Raptors, which I actually didn't know about until about thirty seconds ago. So that's I, <laughs> hey, mean, I, I said at the beginning we're going to be finding stuff out as we're going along. Yeah, there's so been a lot. That's a that's a cool one for the Raptors. They actually do get to replace um, Ibaka and Marcus All with a younger guy who is actually a yeah. little bit more. Um, primed for the current NBA, he's definitely more of a shooter. So, and I know the Aaron Baines fan account is probably happy about that too. That he's off the oh, Suns. Absolutely. Uh, that's absolutely. probably my favorite Twitter account, by the way. Aaron Baines fan <laughs> account. This is an official shout out from the spectators. We love you. <laughs> shout out. Uh, but yeah, uh, going to about, another big man. Tristan Thompson finally gets out of Cleveland and goes to Boston. Save that man. He still yeah. like, is getting decent money, isn't he? Uh, he's getting two years, nineteen mil for what? <laughs> That's an it, it was just whatever they couldn't pay Jason Tatum for his max deal. Tatum gets five y- years, 195 on his extension. Donovan so, Mitchell, too. Shout out to both of those young yeah. guys. They and shout out to Aaron really Fox, well too. He got too. close to a max deal, just got some incentives on there. But he still got, I think, I believe, 135 with the chance to get to, like, 190 or somewhere around that range. It was but, something like that, yeah. There was, like, a lot. Yeah, big, big shout out to all three of them, all young boys, all ballers. I love watching all three of them, man. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So, shout out to them. Um, all big bank take little bank. And they actually deserve it, unlike some other people that we've already talked about. But I'm not going to harp on yeah. them too long. I do think it's a terrible deal with Gordon Hayward, okay? 
it's that bad. It's that so bad. Say it louder. Say it louder. It's I can't that bad. It's that bad. It, it was. I don't know what MJ is doing. MJ, if, you, if you're hearing this, come on the podcast. We want to talk to you about it. He's recording. We want to know nice how you're spending your money. Have time. I, I don't like pocket watching, but I, I want a pocket watch. Come on. Let's talk about it. Because I'm confused. Where's my money? Where's I'm my confused. money? <laughs> I got enough J's. You can give us 20 minutes. Come on. Come on. Give me an interview. <laughs> um, just, just for me, big, big shout out to the Nets and Joe Harris, bringing him back four years, 75 mil. That's huge. Needed our sniper back. Uh, let's see. What, uh, what else we got? Anything big? I think that's it, honestly. I think that's it, too. We, we covered pretty much everything on that end of it. <clears throat> well, we um, all, don't forget, this was an NFL weekend, too. Yeah. And we had a lot of good games. They didn't look like great games on paper, but they ended up being really, really good games. And uh, it started off great with the Cardinal Seahawks. That was a great game until the end. Uh, a little bit of a revenge game for the for the Seahawks, who kind of got in, not embarrassed, but they kind of a little bit by the Cardinals early in the season. Uh, also, it stopped the Seahawks skid. They they did lose a couple of those games right there, and they they definitely bounced back. Their defense played really well for the first time all year. <laughs> Absolutely. So shout out to them for winning a, a big game, and now they're in first place in that West. And that's a tough, that's a tough, tough division this year. So every game in division win really matters. Um, another yeah, good that, that game that crazy. was not a good game, but it was close all game. Uh, Browns, Eagles, Carson Wentz just. It, I feel really bad for Eagles fans because they gave this man a gigantic contract. They are not going to bench him. It's not going to happen. At all. It's just bad to watch. Like put in, it hurts, man. And the the thing too is the Eagles, I don't remember when it was like two years ago. Had so many assets. They had a fantastic D line with rotational guys. O line was really good. They had plenty of draft picks. Every single draft pick, not every single one, but almost every draft pick has been a flop. At these positions that they try to replace the guys they lost. I don't know if that's a. And, you know, draft picks are kind of a crapshoot. Like, you don't really know what you're getting because these are young guys again. Yeah. But there's something to be said about, like, everyone missing. Yeah, your scouting department needs to step it up. Like, this team was too talented just a season ago. And now they're sitting here at 3-7-1, still in first place, by by the way. But it's it's – there's – a dumpster fire going on in Philly. And Carson Wentz is definitely at the center of it. Yeah. And I mean, sh- shout out to the Browns, 7 and 3. <laughs> the worst 7 and 3 I've ever seen. <laughs> shout out to I've the Browns. I've never been less scared of a 7 and 3 team. But yeah. hey, here they are. Getting on to one 7 and 3 team that uh is kind of scary, the Titans, man. They they end up walking off on the Ravens in OT. Derrick Henry. Yeah, the Titans are a weird team because they never win. Like, they they don't impress you any given week, but they win games. Yeah. And they they win games by however they need to do it. Typically, it's through the run. Uh, Derrick Henry had 28 touches and 130 plus yards this game. Uh, Tannehill has shown this season that he'll do it through the air too, which is kind of a little scary that he has that ability. It's hidden, but it's yeah, there. Yeah, he, he pulled that out of his back pocket, and he's just been still pulling it out. He It, it don't stop. You yeah. you would have thought last year was just like, all right, all right, he had a cool year. Yeah. Nah. Nah, he, he's, he's riding with it. actually good, which is interesting. Um, Lamar Shout Jackson out. is c- continuing to struggle this season. I don't know if it's just because there's tape out on him and we kind of have an idea what to do. But he is not throwing the ball particularly well this season. No. And and the Ravens are 6-4, and four, and it is time to be concerned over there because the offense cannot stay on the field and is not running like an actual NFL offense. And that is definitely something to 
worry about going into your 11th game of the year. And it's on a short week on Thanksgiving, national TV, against the Steelers, who Lamar Jackson has never beaten. Mm. The 10-0 Steelers. The 10-0 Steelers. By the way, they've never been 10-0 before. Weird. I feel like I've seen it, but I guess I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) And Big Ben just continues to get it done. They destroyed Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think anybody expected anything different. Nah. Um, But, yeah, Steelers are looking a little scary. I'm just going to say that. And I said it a couple weeks ago. They they got a chance to go undefeated. This is one of the games that is going to be blocking them. They got this, and then they got the Bills in a couple weeks. That Bills game this is what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at this Ravens game too much. I don't like the way they're playing right now. I don't like they, the way they're playing either, but still. The, yeah. They are the Ravens. They, they do got the talent. If any of the teams that the Steelers are slated to face – this is one of them that you look at and it's like, all right, they could stop it. So, well, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a cool Thanksgiving game. At least we get a dope one. Yeah, certainly. And then um, who else? We had a really good game out in Indianapolis this week. Overtime, walk-off. We had the Colts walk off the Packers. Colts were down big at the half. I think it was like 28-14. And then they leave the Packers to th- or hold the Packers to three points in the entire second half, come back, win it in overtime. That's a big win for Phillip Rivers. Oh, absolutely. This was a the Colts were not a team that anybody was scared of on offense. And I don't think this game kind of made them a scary force on offense either. But they did the little things that they needed. I mean in the in the second half, they only scored one touchdown. But that yeah. defense is the real deal. That's what we learned out of this. They are the real deal. We've known that, but they are, in fact, the real deal. Yeah, we, we said it coming into this year that the Colts' defense, they beefed it up. And I and, and I said it, too. I said that the Forrest Buckner was going to bring a lot to that team. Yeah. And I didn't think he was going to bring this much. Because that defense was bad last year. Besides a couple of guys at certain positions, um, they were not very good. And they are just a fully different unit. DeForest Buckner's probably a big reason for that. And uh, shout out to the Colts. That's a big, big win against the Packers. Now they're in first place in their division firmly. And in a division where you got Tennessee in there, that's really good. Really, really good. Facts. And those are two back-to-back walk-off offensive wins, but we had a walk-off defensive win with the Broncos-Dolphins game, picking mm-hmm. the end zone to seal the deal for the Broncos. Yeah, Tua it got benched like a... in this game. He did not look good. Yeah. They this were down 20-10 is... to 10 when he got benched. See, and this is the thing about the Dolphins, right? The Dolphins have played well above their expectations this season, and every game that they've come in where people kind of doubt them, they play really well. In some aspect of the game. Today, they were flat on all ends, and they were probably favored by at least a touchdown. Yeah. So, it's one of those things where they're still a young team, and you got to see that today. That game plan is going to be a hot streak. And Denver came in knowing exactly what they needed to stop, how they needed to put Tua in bad situations. And Denver is just the weirdest, like, not good, good team ever. Like, they're 4-6. and six, They win games they shouldn't. They lose games they shouldn't. They're almost 500. I don't know why. <laughs> and then another team just like that, pretty much, Minnesota. Uh, they were on a three-game win streak coming into this. I think they were, like, 13-point favorites coming in against the really bad Dallas team. And Andy Dalton played out of his mind. The first good game we got from Zeke, really, in what feels like forever. Right. Finally um, gets over 100. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to see this game, sadly. I know that Adam Thiel and Justin Jefferson were incredible. And I know that this game, as much as Vikings fans like to put losses on uh, Kirk Cousins, Cousins has been phenomenal since that game against Atlanta. I'll just say that right now. He's yeah. been very, very good. I don't really know what kind of happened in this game again. I didn't get to see it. Dalvin Cook had another 100-yard game. Best Towards the middle of the third quarter, this game just was back and forth. So 
Yeah, I, I assume it was just defenses not getting stops, and whoever had the ball last pretty yeah. much won. Some big plays here and there. But, yeah, the, the two rookies are pretty much the highlights of this game. Justin Jefferson, 86 yards and a touchdown, and then CeeDee Lamb. Um, he didn't have a whole lot, but his plays were really important. He had a touchdown and uh, four receptions. And it's nice to see these rookie uh, wide receivers making impacts for the team and helping them win or get in positions to win. CD had a crazy catch on the left side of the end zone. I don't remember what quarter it was, but, man, that, yeah. that was a catch right there. Yeah, and that's exactly why they went out and got him. Yeah, facts. Uh, speaking of rookies, though, bad news in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, number one overall pick, torn ACL. It's tough. Yeah. It's really tough. That's tough because now you're losing not only, like, Joe Burrow, but you're losing – a year to a year and a half of him of getting more gaming experience. Yeah. And it really sucks because this is the type of injury early on that we saw a guy like Carson Wentz have, and we kind of seen what's happened with him since. Same thing with like a guy yeah. like Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy's had a great year, and he's playing exactly kind of how we know he is, but I think Teddy could have been even better had he not been injured so early into his career um, before like the progression actually hit yeah i'm glad you bring up teddy bridgewater because sadly not not good that he was hurt he he ends up uh getting benched this game because uh whatever injury he's dealing with i don't know off the top of my head sorry but pj walker xfl gets the start for the and Panthers. the dub and the dub show it out yeah 258 yards looking up. a td you love to see it, man. You love to see it. Shout out PJ Walker. That's that's sick. Definitely yeah, sick. That, I I'm I agree. That's really fun. And we got to see um Garrett Gilbert the other week. So all these other league quarterbacks filling in. It's been kinda cool to see. AF XFL. Yeah. It's awesome stuff. Absolutely. Uh anything else? Uh it feels like we, we had the um, <laughs> Raiders Chiefs game last night Sunday yeah, night Yeah, and Mahomes just doing Mahomes things at the end of the game. Him and his 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 best buddy Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And let me tell you, Vegas looks good. They're they only do. 6 and 4, but Vegas looks good. Yeah. Now it sucks that they didn't win this game. If Vegas won this game, They'd be seven and three, and it would be very, very different outlook for them right now. I think they'd be in in the first slot for the wild card, and they'd control their own destiny fully. This is a, a game you don't expect to win, but they definitely felt like they could, and they let it slip away towards the end there too. Yeah, but the Chiefs are looking good. They had one bad game this year, and they have looked pretty pretty darn good since they've been winning games that they maybe shouldn't have towards the end and that's what's scary about them they're not just blowing everybody out but they're winning the close games that's That's what matters that's that championship stuff right there that is what matters uh last nfl thing i want to talk about justin herbert's a top 10 quarterback in the nfl right now i'll say it i don't think i'm gonna argue i'll just say it i don't know how it (laughs) happened I don't know how it happened, but if you watch this game, he made so many tight window throws and so many, like, Mahomes-esque throws. It was nuts. It really was. It was like... Bro, week week in and week out, he's just been good. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he's been playing good football. Yeah, and they, they finally get a win, and granted, it's against the Jets. Like, there's not a whole lot to be happy about there but i mean when you're two and seven coming into this game and to play as well as justin did pretty pretty nice also shout out to mims for the jets he had his first like actual game where he could like play the full game and he had like 70 yards or something like that yeah so you like to see that from and also lamichael p ryan didn't have a whole lot of carries but he looked um impressive with like some of his runs so i I do gotta say like obviously the jets still haven't won a game 
But since we've moved from having Gase as our OC and given the play calling to uh, Logan's, Logan's, we've looked a lot better. Have looked a lot better. Because the first, like, seven games, we couldn't even get on the board, bro. I don't even think we can get past the 50. <laughs> Forget to even get a field goal. And lately, we, we've been moving the ball. And it's been cool. We'll take our small victories, right? Yeah. Listen to the optimism. <laughs> that, that's all I can give. Um, well, last thing I want to talk about is I don't have optimism for these Thanksgiving games. So sleep in, eat a lot of food, go take a nap, and be ready for the 8 o'clock game, which is the Ravens and the Steelers. Because 12 o'clock, it's Texans-Titans. Tough. And then our favorite here at the Spectators, the battle of the NFC East. We got the Cowboys and the football team. So, get ready for all that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's tough. It's really tough. Oh, and next week we got Chiefs Bucks. That's fun. I'm excited for that. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. That's the one I'm here for. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know Obviously. how it doesn't make any primetime games. It gets to four four o'clock slot. Bears Packers is Sunday night, and then Seahawks Eagles on Monday. So, huh? Yeah, interesting stuff. Definitely interesting stuff. Um, again, let us know. We talked a lot today, so just let us know your thoughts. A lot of stuff in N- NBA free agency. Who do you think is going to be good? Who do you think is not? We're probably don't hold me to this. We're probably going to have a, another episode coming out this week for Ask the Spectators. I believe. Could be wrong. We'll be in, we'll, we'll be in discussion about that. Um, but be on the lookout for that, definitely. And, um, again, always as always, check out the website, thespectatorsports.com, at underscore the spectators on Twitter and Instagram if you don't follow us already. Got anything else, Rosberg? Uh, make sure you hit that YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, like, share it, do all that. We appreciate it. Um, this is early, so happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy that. And like, like you said, we might see you uh, Thursday. We might see you next Monday. Either way, stay tuned, be safe, and we'll catch you on the flip. Absolutely. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Tell everybody you're thankful for that you are thankful for them because it means a lot and you love them. So tell them. Do it. And shout out to all the fans. We appreciate all of you. We thank you for thankful for all of you. It's all love. Absolutely, appreciate guys. it. See you guys next time. Take it easy. Later.